welcome to the Hot Ticket Podcast. This is episode 184. On this episode, we break down the arrival by La Aurora Cigars and Ken Hamlin. This is Ken Hamlin's first cigar that he's put on the marketplace. Ken Hamlin is a ex-NFL safety um, pro bowler at that. Um, this cigar came out in late 2020, so we're excited to break it down. Um, without further ado, let's get into it. Feel like Wilson right now. Do you feel like hey, Wilson never, or do you look like Wilson? I feel like him because of the fucking mic. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, it's just like covering his mouth. It's like, hey, neighbor. <laughs> he always has something intellectually to say over the wooden fence to Tim Allen. Yeah, I wish I had a neighbor like that, but I, I really don't. And I don't think I want one. I don't want a chatty neighbor either, and I don't want a neighbor to just. Dude, no one wants a chatty neighbor. Chatty neighbors are the worst. Give me like some weird fact about life while I'm cutting the grass or something. I mean, that wouldn't be as bad. Like if, if you had a neighbor who just imparted some knowledge on you every once in a while, it's better than like, it's better than just like passive talking. That's one thing I hate about neighbors is like, there's so much passive talking. It's like, it's, you're just exchanging pleasantries and there's like, how's the weather neighbor? And it's like, fuck this small talk sucks. It's not fun. Yeah. But if a neighbor came out and was just like, did you know on this day back in 1942, I'd be like, oh shit, that's pretty dope. And don't give me the obvious too. Like, I don't want to see like, hey, Chris, <laughs> yeah. you might need to cut that grass. It's supposed to rain here in about 30 minutes. Oh, that I could not handle. Sky, see, the skies back there are getting pretty dark. I don't know if you noticed it, but that's a whole band of rain. I was on uh, news, news station uh, center set seven, and they were saying that there's a band of rain and thunderstorms coming here. So you got about 30 minutes to finish up your yard. <laughs> that is a neighbor I could not handle. That's a neighbor I'd be highly frustrated with. My neighbors are cool. I'm pretty sure my neighbors to the north of me, like on the one side of me, are getting a divorce because I haven't seen the guy in forever. And the mom's oh, always over the there. The north side of you? Like to the left of where you're at? Yes, yeah, so if you're facing the street to the left. Yeah. The one with, I haven't like, seen him kids. either. Yeah, he's gone. I've been like I've been like peering into the windows and shit. Yeah. I'm like, I haven't seen him for a long time. Now it's my time to swoop. Yeah, she's she's easy on the eye. She's not ugly. Um, no. but yeah, she, uh, I haven't seen him in literally a month. I'm like, well, he either died or they're getting a divorce, but the mom's there like every morning. So I assume it's like one of those, I'll help out with the kids while John's not here. Hey neighbor, um, did you hear what happened next door? To you? <laughs> Apparently Wilma's getting a divorce. Apparently Michael cheated on her. I can't believe he would do that. They've got children together. I don't understand it. I know yep. it's like. Fucking raise your face against the fence and talk to me like a fucking human being. I can't do it. I'm not tall enough. <laughs> but yeah, I hear yeah. that there's just shit going on and she's trying to take him for everything. Yep. And that's actually and probably the truth. I'd be like, go home. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I'd be so pissed if I had neighbors like my neighbors are pretty quiet, actually. Like the dork, the dork to the other side of me never makes a fucking peep. Like he, <laughs> a dork? Yeah. Why is he a dork? He like every once in a while he will um dude he's just a nerd. Like I can see through his back windows. I know kind of creepy, but like I have to let the dogs out, and he's just got this huge gaming PC and monitor like up in this office room. Oh okay. And you just tell by looking at him, he's a real dork. He's real nerdy, but he's super nice. But he, like doesn't talk, but he always waves and has this creepy smile. So like when he waves and smiles, he's always like. Oh yeah, like oh, yeah. So it's a little, a little off-putting, but do what? Lives with his grandma. No, he's got a wife and a kid. Oh, yeah. I mean, that is. Yeah, he's got a wife and kid, so he's not, not typical. Yeah, not living. He's not living with. He's not living with his grandma. But yeah, so he's super quiet, nice as shit. Super quiet. The neighbor next to him, super cunt. We don't like them because their dogs always try to rip at our fence. And the lady got mad at Lauren because Lauren said something to her about it. And then, um, the one's our, next door to your right if you're facing the street, like two down. You know, I always told you their dogs would like rush oh, yeah. fence because they never the put one them on a leash. The English bulldog or something back yeah, there, yeah. The big English bulldog, and then the other dog. So they always run over because they're too lazy to put them on leashes. Well, it got to the point where they were like bashing our fence and breaking the chicken wire on the fence. And so I got mad one day and yelled at the husband, and he just kind of ignored me. <laughs> and I was like, All right, dickweed. 
So it happened, and Lauren's like, oh, don't cuss at him. We don't want him to be enemies. Like, we need to be nice people in the neighborhood. And I was like, ugh, fine. And then the next time it happened, um, the dogs came over, like, rushed the fence. Of course, they didn't have them on a leash, bashed the fence. And their kids came to get the dogs. And Lauren said something to the kid, and he didn't even respond. She was like, mm. you need to keep your dogs on leashes. And he just, like, looked at her and walked away like he was, like, terrified. I know what it is. What? I know what it is. Tell me. You're talking you're talking about Marta and Jose. Listen, they don't speak English over there, Corey. Well, that's true because she is, um, I'm pretty sure she's Asian. Like, Lauren's like, oh, dude, I think she's Asian. I was like, really? Or she's and like mixed. She's like Tiger Woods or something. It's hard to discipline a dog when you speak Spanish and you have an English-speaking bulldog. That's true. It's an inherent language barrier between yeah. the two. Yeah. You, you, like, you always want to get a dog that fits your nationality right so if you're get a german shepherd speak english you need a you need a right you need an english spanish you need a chihuahua right exactly right right. i got you that way there's not a language barrier i mean i have an italian mastiff and he knows english pretty well that's good it could be a second language some dogs are smart like that yeah that's true um but yeah so lauren went over there one day and was just like i'm gonna just go say something to her and like because i you know carlisle's gonna get bigger and he's not gonna tolerate that (laughs) and he was already not happy about it and so she went over there to like talk to her and the lady was a huge bitch and lauren came back she's like fuck them and i was like told you (laughs) she's like we don't have to be nice to them anymore i was like cool i mean i told you Uh, that weeks ago i know speak english no speak english yeah no she speak perfect english yeah yeah, fucking nightmare. Anyway, that's a boring story. Um, so I listened to this shit. So last night I got really drunk by accident. Um, huh? Yeah. Oh, dude, it was bad. Like really drunk. I'm still feeling the effects of it. That's why I'm drinking Death Wish coffee. Gatorade. Oh. Um, no, I'm just drinking this to wake me up. <laughs> Uh, Death Wish coffee is delicious, by the way, if you have not had it. I have whole, I get whole bean coffee now. I feel like I'm turning into you the way you used to be with coffee. Like I'm buying really good coffees and I'm grinding everything myself. Can I, can I tell you something in confidence between us and thousands of people? Yeah. Um, Death Wish was the coffee I was on. I gave you anxiety. Before I went cold turkey because of my anxiety attacks. (laughs) (laughs) So. Oh boy. (laughs) <laughs> uh, yeah, that was the one I was drinking. It hasn't given me any anxiety attacks, but I will tell you that it is highly caffeinated. Yeah, I drink it before I play hockey, and I'm like, fuck, like I get like super amped up. It's like it's essentially for me because I drink two cups is a five hour energy. Yeah, it's I mean one cup is half of a five hour energy, and I drink two cups, so it's like it's fucking potent, like. And I love the flavor of it because it's that really heavy, like rich, bold. Like mm-hmm. it's just like, oh, especially when you get the whole bean and you grind it. Dude, I wake up and smell that shit in the morning. It's awesome. It gets my dick hard. It is so good. It does. I love it. But yes, um, I could see how that wouldn't help anxiety or stress. Now, you know what? I hadn't really thought about that because I've been super stressed out lately and I yell a lot. And um, there may be yeah. something to that. <laughs> Maybe yeah. something to the whole amplification that caffeine gives my body that causes me to yell <laughs> literally all the time <laughs> there's times where i'm literally like mother fuck and i just like, yell at the top of my lungs there's got to be something out there that says <laughs> coffee makes me insecure <laughs> for sure <laughs> for sure there's yeah. got to be a group but anyway listen to this so i got really drunk last night totally by accident so it all started with i haven't like talk to John Bournes like we haven't like seen each other in person in a long time even though we work together like we'll chat on zoom and text and stuff so we like spent some time yesterday we carved out some time after work just to hop on zoom and talk to each other and I was smoking ribs out back so it was just like a leisurely night or whatever yeah and he was like hey I have this makers 101 I want to try so let's just have like a little bourbon drink and chit chat and the whole thing I was like cool I was like I have or the makers cast drink I was like I have the same bottle so yes I was like you drink yours and I'll drink mine we'll chill and chat for a bit well it's 110 proof which is pretty high proof yeah and I had two glasses while I was talking to him so two glasses which were I pour them heavy so it's probably a three ounce pour per each glass 
And uh, I had two of those while I was talking to him. Well, then I went out back because I had my ribs to finish and I hung out with the dogs because it was nice out yesterday. It was like 36 and sunny. Like it felt great. Put yeah. my jacket on, went out there, hung out with the dogs, poured another glass of the cast drink makers. Probably another three ounce pour. So letting the ribs finish up, then I came inside and I poured another glass and then I called mom. So I probably sounded super drunk to mom last night. Now that I'm, <laughs> now that I'm recalling this whole situation, <laughs> like I was like, oh, I probably sound like a fucking idiot. <laughs> so that was my fourth glass. And then as we sat down to eat dinner, I, I had a fifth pour, which was larceny. And I don't remember finishing my food all the way till the point of which Lauren had to come downstairs and like jolt me awake to tell me to come to bed. I don't remember anything in between that at all. I have no idea. I do not recall finishing my food. And I was like, Lauren, did I eat all the ribs last night? She's like, yeah, you ate all of them. And she's like, you went back for like mashed potatoes. Like you ate a ton. I was like, holy shit. I don't ever, I don't remember getting up to get more food at all. And she was like, do you remember me poking you to wake you up? I was like, yeah. I was like, yeah, you woke me up at like 1130. And that's when I went to bed. And I was like, but I don't remember anything in between. I was like, did we watch TV? She's like, yeah, we were watching Sopranos. I'm like, fuck. She's like, do you remember me telling you that my parents had to take Hank to the emergency vet? I'm like, no, (laughs) I don't recall any of this. I was like, holy, dude, I was fucking drunk. And when I went upstairs at 1130, I had a really hard time making it up the steps. I'm like, I'm never going to make it. It, I felt like I was in a labyrinth. I was like, how the fuck am I going to get to my bed right now? How do I get to my house? It was a, dude, it was a task. It was windy ass stairs and I'm like stumbling. I'm like hitting the walls and I finally made it to bed and I started getting the spins a little bit and I'm like, oh, here it comes. I'm going to hurl. And I didn't, I just passed out and I woke up and actually felt pretty decent. I was pretty hungover this morning, but I didn't feel yeah. too terrible because I only drink bourbon. I'm just yeah. tired because I got a really restless sleep, but Dude, it was weird. It was weird. Like, I've never just... Honestly, I may be an alcoholic because I've never done that solo before. Like, like if I drink and I get drunk, I'm with people. Like, Lauren wasn't drinking. Yeah, yeah. I was just by myself. I was, Dude, I was throwing a one-man party last night. Just It was just me and Carl. And then I, I woke up, and the best part, we have that blanket basket. I wake up, and Carlisle's passed out in the blanket basket with his head, like, over the edge. And he's like... We both just looked like we were drunk <laughs> and just passed out. Like Lauren came down. I was like, what the fuck is going on? I was like, I don't know where I'm at right now. It was frightful, dude. It's weird. I think I need to take a break. That's why I'm not drinking bourbon. I mean, when's the last time you've not seen me drink bourbon during a podcast? A while. It's been a while. And I, I haven't touched it in months. Think about that. That's wild. I drank bourbon every single day for the month of January and it felt amazing. My liver yeah. probably is shot, but it was great. Yeah, I haven't drank a single drop. And, the, and you don't gain weight drinking bourbon. That's the best that's part. True. I drink it every night. Dude, I haven't you, gained a fucking pound. You just got to be careful. If you're going to take a break, <laughs> you can't relapse. You can't relapse like your old brother. Oh, I'm going to relapse hard. I can't wait to. I love withdrawals. I love going through withdrawals and then fucking hitting it hard again. Like, it doesn't matter thing. how long you take a break. It God doesn't like dorm- quitters. I'm just you could be You could be dormant from an addiction for like 20 years and still come back and do it. Like... Here's the thing, like, um, you hey, knew about listen, my addiction. I'm not going into AA. I'm not committing myself to stop drinking totally. I'm simply just trying to allow my liver to take, oh, to no. have a little bit of a, uh, I, I need, I need not to work it out so hard. I was hoping you'd be able to empathize with me a little. I don't, I don't know. No, probably not. I feel like relapsing. Like you want to, or you are? I feel like it's about to happen. Yeah, yeah, you should, honestly. Drinking's great. No, 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 not drinking. No, not a drinking. Coffee? No. Masturbation? No. I don't know then. I bought, I, uh... Oh, your gin and tonics? No. I, uh, uh, you remember you are going hard in the paint on those for a while. <laughs> was it really gin was. and tonics or uh, margaritas or both? Yeah, they're both. <laughs> Dude, you're um, like, oh, it's seven gin and tonics and passed out in the bathtub. I'm like, who the fuck does that? I uh, bought um, three uh, sweater hoodies. In fact, I'm wearing one of them now. And uh, one of the things you think you get over after a long period of time, like. Wait, I'm kidding. Oh. <laughs> oh, you're going to be a little fuzz buster again. <laughs> 
I uh, are, are you have you are, are you literally like reverting back to childhood? There's fuzz all in these things, and I get this crazy itch to just pick the fuzz and like eat it. No, for real though, do you? What do you do? You actually get that feeling? Yeah. Have you talked to your therapist about this? No. You probably I got bigger should. problems than my fiber issues. No, dude, this may be it may be intertwined, interrelated. You're reverting back to things in childhood, which means you're what you're essentially your brain is trying like to do comfort? is is trying to dismiss the adult things that you've going on in your life, which means, dude, I should be a therapist for real. I can make these connections. Listen, you're reverting back to those childhood feelings because it gives you a sense of comfort. It takes you back to a place of comfort and warmth, which you are not in your life right now. I just want to pick this fucking thing and eat it. Every Dude, I'm telling you, of it. I'm telling you, I should be your therapist. I, I could just, do a lot. I could do a lot I, with you. I just, I just, I just pull it. Can you hear that? Dude, it's so weird. But like for real, people should know this weird habit that you had. So when Chris was younger, he would, he would pick the fuzz <laughs> out of his, out of his sweaters. Like he would literally, there'd be nothing left of the sweater, but just like the skin, like it's almost like it's almost like if, if Chris like gutted an animal, like he would eat all the tissue inside the skin and just leave the leather. Um, but yeah, you used to really do that. He used to eat fuzz just like he would pick it out and fucking eat it and just like hold it in his mouth like a weirdo. Dude, for real though. Does it take you back? Does it feel do you get that sense of warmth and comfort? I do. It's very soothing. That's so weird. I'm relapsing. I need help. I think, I think if you have those cravings, it's it's to do with what's going on in your life currently. You're reverting back to that comfort. You're reverting back to childhood when you had no responsibilities, when you weren't filled with anxiety. It's not a bad it's not a bad thought because I can't really smoke cigars as frequent as I want, which is ridiculous because of the weather and just not a place to not a conducive place to do it. Yeah, but you're in Kentucky. Like, there's got to be lounges close to you. Can you just like hop out of the fucking house? No, not right now. I can't. No, it's very difficult. Uh, And then, why did you decide to have kids? I don't understand. I don't know. Two. Why does my hand look so veiny? Uh, Two. uh, I have no alcohol, dude. And you're you're not exactly uh, like your girl isn't uh, a huge drinker either, right? No. Yeah, mistake number one. I mean, she'll she'll no she'll drink, but she'll drink with me. But yeah, like. She she drank way too much when she was younger. She doesn't like mm. doesn't like the decisions she made drinking. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, everyone's got their own little demons when they drink, don't they? Yeah. Yeah, I often think about that too. Like, um, like I don't I I don't think there's ever been a time where I've gotten like super out of control drinking. I've I've done some stupid shit, but not like I never get in fights or anything like that. Ever, yeah, yeah. Like ever. So it's like for me. You know, drinking, knowing that there's not really a, a bad consequence for me, other than if I like was drinking and driving, right? Then consequence. But like if I'm in the comfort of my own home and I know I'm not going to get out of control, where's the consequence? Which I think kind of enables me to want to drink more sometimes, especially especially during these times when it's like a coping mechanism, which sounds terrible because it's that's like a sure sign of like alcoholism when people say that. It's like, oh, it just makes me feel better. Like I get a sense of comfort and all that. <laughs> But it's fucking yeah. true. I don't have anything else to do, and I like doing it. And I love the taste of bourbon. I've been drinking the shit out of it, right? Like, and Lauren and I were like, tonight, like once we're done here, we're gonna go hit up the fucking bar at the Cheesecake Factory and go to fucking Pound Town. You know what I mean? Like this, yeah. is, this is like a, it's becoming like a common routine. We just fucking go out and drink, and yeah, it's probably really bad. But I envy you. I do. You probably should. Life's pretty good. No, I'm kidding. These these dogs have literally sucked every ounce of happiness from my life right now. So, like, you ever thought about like eating children? Yeah. Are you Army Hammer right now? Did you hear about that guy? Uh-uh. You don't know the story of Army Hammer. That name sounds really familiar, dude. He's an actor. He's a British actor. Hang tight. Let me see if I can find this real quick. Did he eat a child? No. No. Just wait till you see this shit, dude. It's fucked up. The name sounds really familiar, and I feel like I've seen something on him in the news, but not recently. You'll you'll notice him when I pull. Uh, let's see here. Let me see if I can. Let's see if I can share my. That's screen. wild. Okay. I'm curious. What is what's happening? So this guy, 
Um, okay. Army Hammer's Hollywood career is in free fall as sexual scandal explodes on social media. So essentially what he did was is these girls um, that he was talking to were um, DMing him and they saved these DMs and they like basically hit up the media where he was talking about cannibalism. Look at this. One of Hammer's exes told a tabloid the actor wanted to barbecue and eat her rib. Oh, come on. Like he is, he, I mean, dude, some of the shit he said in there, like he was like, I want to cut off a piece of your skin and watch you cook it and eat it. And you're like, what the fuck? Yeah, it's crazy. It's now, crazy. when I say it, does it sound as menacing as that? If you were to write an article about me from a conversation we had in this show, do you think we'd be put in the same spotlight? Like this dude just talked about eating children. Um, it, it depends on the context. So here's the problem is like you and I would say this jokingly, right? Like we would say this yeah. as in satirical nature. Like he was, and he, and here's the other thing. Like, should you cancel this guy's career for saying those things? If this is part of a private conversation, he's having, like maybe he's into some weird S and M shit. Like people are into that. As long as you don't act on it and you're just talking about it, it's part of a fantasy. Should someone be canceled for that shit? Now, if the motherfucker's no. going around eating people's fucking skin and trying to munch down on some, you know, some fucking delicious tender ladies. That's totally different. If you are a cannibal and you have acted, if you've been cannibalistic, that's a totally different thing. I would. But if you're totally, just talking about it, like seriously, we're gonna punch the guy for talking? Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Here's what I would say: is like if it's a role play thing for you, I got some ideas. I for think you that's what right it is for him, now. honestly. Dress in a farmer's overall suit, half naked, just farmer overalls, okay. You could wear a little straw hat and maybe have a little straw thing poking out your mouth. Get yourself a nice heavy lady, okay? And when you're ready to go to Pound Town, no pun intended when you hear the next words out of my mouth, just put some bacon on her ass and pretend like you're eating her ass. <laughs> yeah, you could do that. If you want to eat her ribs, put a rack of ribs. Like if you actually want to play out the fantasy. Right. If you want to right. eat her rack of ribs... Cook a rack of ribs, slather that bitch in barbecue sauce, and eat it off of her. But, like, don't eat her. Don't kill her. But don't her. eat her. Yeah. Right, 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 right. Like, it's all about role play. Right. Yeah, you're acting on the fantasy, but you're not doing anything illegal. Right. You're not. That, that's kind of the fucked up is, like, there's there's nothing to suggest he's done anything illegal. And people are like, this guy can't be an actor anymore. It's like, whoa, 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 whoa. He's just been fucking talking to people, DMing him. If he hasn't acted on any of this, it's just words. It's a fantasy that he's playing out. Everyone's a little squirrely. Everyone's got those fucking demons. Look how many people are fucking... There are so many men that have subscribed to OnlyFans accounts of women who just take pictures of their feet. I mean, there are women who make hundreds of thousands of dollars a year literally taking pictures of their feet because there's a bunch of creepy feet dudes out there. Like, everybody yeah. has these little quirks about them. Like, you're going you're gonna to cancel this guy? You're going to tell him that he can't act anymore because of... of fantasy that he's wants to play like come on that's right. fucking bullshit right and who hasn't would, wanted to eat someone i have said this so i guarantee i've said it on the podcast i've always wanted to try human meat always <laughs> i'm so curious on what it tastes like and one of these days i'll have the ability to do it now i'm not saying i want to go kill someone i'm not jeffrey Dahmer. i don't want to go kill someone and do it i just want to have access to human meat kind of like if you hit a deer on the road it's like that's your deer you can call the authorities and they'll allow you to take that deer and you can do whatever you want with that deer. So if I just happen to hit a person on the side of the road like a, by accident. Like, like a feral, non-traceable human. Right. Like a feral <laughs> human walking across the street trying to get some pine nuts and I just, boom, with my truck and I call the authorities, I call the DNR, whoever, and I go, hey, I just hit this feral human. Is it okay if I claim it? I'll tag it and the whole thing and we can do the paperwork, but it's okay if I just take it home with me and just have the authorities just say, yeah, yeah, this is your human. You can, you buy it. You can claim this human now. Yeah. By the way, we call, we call those feral people the homeless. So, yeah. And as long as they don't have a name, there's no foul. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> They're not identical. Well, that's true. <laughs> that is true. What if they had family? I was like, it's not going to matter because his head came off. <laughs> They're not going to want to see him. He's in bad shape right now. By the way, your family owes me a right front fender. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have insurance? <laughs> <laughs>
I'm just saying there may be an opportunity in the future for me that human meat presents itself and I get the ability to cook it and try it. I, and I like, wouldn't decline it as long as it was done illegally. Yeah. I'm stating that right now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I had something else I wanted to tell you, and I can't remember what it was. Oh, yeah. Um, no, that wasn't it. Oh, but it was that one thing. Oh, dude, Screech died. Oh, yeah, I know. That fucked up. So did Cloris like, Leachman. Really? How many people are dying right now? There's so many people that have died in the recent like two months. It's crazy. Stick close to the candles. The stairs can be treacherous. I didn't realize she died. She's got to be real old, though. Yeah, she was pretty old, yeah. Yeah, that's like when people are like, um, uh, that guy over in Britain that like got knighted or whatever, and he did all that cool shit, and he, he just turned 100, but he just died of like COVID or some shit. Yeah. He was like knighted. And people were like, oh, it's so sad. I'm like, oh, yeah, I feel so sad. He lived to be 100 years old. He lived yeah. arguably 20 years past what he should have. I'm sorry, like, I I feel like that should be celebrated. I don't feel like there's, like, a huge element. Like, people are just like, it's so sad. I'm like, but is it? He's yeah, 100. Honest. He's yeah. 100 years old. He's his, lived way longer than most people ever fucking dream of. Is his, uh, his, um... Now that's some human meat I can eat. His charity, his, his charity organization did say he was an overachiever, so it makes sense. That totally makes sense. Yeah, it's kind of annoying, honestly. It's like, dude, stop living to be 100. Just like... Doc, Doc said I'll live until I'm 82. They said he it's died like, of pneumonia. But I'm going to make it to 92. <laughs> yeah, dude, Lauren's grandma is adamant that she's going to be 104. She's like 91 right now. That's a good goal. If that's 90. your goal, go for it. She just be- she just believes that it. it's not a goal. She just believes that. She's oh. like, I'll live to be 104. She's like, I just know it. And she's, she's sharper than attack. Like, it's crazy. Like, her memory and recollection is the freakiest thing I've ever seen in my life. Crossword so like puzzles. She's all there. I don't know that she does crosswords. I don't think she does any of those. I mean, maybe she does. I don't know. Trivia at Damon's. Yeah. Dude, that was fun. Wasn't it? What happened to Damon's, dude? They had the best ribs in town. I know, man. They had a prime rib that was to die for. It was delicious. I miss I Damon's, like- dude. You sit I down in that too. little pit with those big screens and fucking sit there games. and play trivia. God, it was fun, dude. Damon's was the shit. God, what happened to those, man? They it just was like before Buffalo out. Wild Wings was a thing. I know. Yeah, Damon's just, I don't know. It, was, it just couldn't get with the times or people are like, I don't want to watch football and eat a rack of ribs. Like, <laughs> decide what you want to be. You're either a sports bar or you're like a sit down dinner place, but choose one. <laughs> that was kind of weird. Yeah, they just, they, and they all went at like the same time. It was like. One day they were here, and then boom, next day, Damon's gone. Yeah, anyway, Screech died at 40-something years old of throat cancer. 44. Throat cancer. I didn't realize that was the cancer. Stage four throat cancer. It's pretty messed up, man, when you think about it. Did you know Mark Paul Gossler hadn't talked to him in like 20 years? I'm not surprised because he he got real squirrely, right? Didn't like he, got, he went off the like, deep end, like no one wanted to be around him. Right? Yeah, he got real weird. It, I think it was like the whole like. Could you imagine playing that character for however many years, and you you are essentially cast as like the the goofy, like unattractive, squirrely friend who always gets shit on? But that was probably his life, like outside of. Like when you're so deep in those characters and that's all you've been portrayed as is like you kind of just become that and he became that he became and then he so desperately after that tried to be the opposite and it just he didn't probably, work it's like people were like no probably, you're still Screech he was probably never called Dustin Diamond he was no, always called Screech. Screech yeah and you know he just lived that his whole life and probably yeah. spiraled into a depression he did some weird and shit Screech yeah that's fucking Screech from Screech. remember when he like boxed a guy like he did all kinds of weird shit. Like celebrity boxing, he did that thing, which was like real weird. I think he won, surprisingly enough. Yeah, Screech. Yeah, yeah, you. My name's Dustin. No, man, it's Screech. It's definitely Screech. Hey, I know you. you ha- did hey, you? Do ever I know you. Turtle. Did you ever get Lisa Turtle? <laughs> <laughs> Weirdly enough, she turned out to be a real hideous. Dude, yeah, she had some crazy plastic surgery. What was her name? Lark Voorhees, right? Lark Voorhees. Yeah, I wonder Vari. what she looks like now. Maybe she looked... I thought she was adorable yeah. in Saved by the Bell. She was yeah. like 
very, very good looking. And then she just turned into like this fucking swamp monster. Yeah, look at this. Like, oh, she did. Dude, look at this. Hold on. Let me get this picture up real quick. Ooh, ooh, oh, this is bad. This is harsh. Look at this. Yikes. Oh. Look how cute she was right there. What's up with the makeup? It's not makeup, dude. She had that she did that skin bleaching procedure. She she fucking Michael Jackson this shit. She looks like a she looks kind of like a clown. She looks fucked up. And look how fuck dude, she was adorable. She yeah. I, I would argue she was the cutest for sure. Yeah, she's super cute. Oh well, you know, I mean Tiffany Amber Thiessen's. Come on. But but dude, she's fucking close second, man. She was just a, just gorgeous. Yeah, she well, did some you, weird you shit. I think she, she looks more normal now. I think I think she actually got back to like a normal look. I don't think she looks like that anymore. She kind of looks like her cousin, a Jason Voorhees. <laughs> <laughs> I knew where you, as soon as you said that, I knew where you're going. <laughs> you got it. Yeah, for sure. I just know your mind so well. Yeah, she kind of dude. She kind of does. Fucking swamp monster. Dude, a literal swamp monster. That's what Jason Voorhees is, right? He got fucking drowned in a lake. Like, much. he's a fucking swamp monster. Dude, yeah, Jason man. Doesn't she? Up, she looks bad. Like, she grew up in a swamp. God, dude, she looks. Dude, she's fucking insane by the bell, man. She was cute. Like, yeah. real cute. I loved her character, too. She was great. Yeah. I miss Say by the Bell. I know they're doing like the whole um oh yeah, see like here's a picture of her current. So she like whatever weird skin bleaching thing she did, um it looks it looks like here, check this out. This is recently. So this is from People magazine and a recent article. She looks much more more oh dude, Elizabeth Hurley. Or not Elizabeth Hurley, Elizabeth, what's her name? Elizabeth Berkeley. Berkeley. Yeah, she looks kind of fucked up. She looks like she got like a weird lazy eye. Check this out. <clears throat> So she looks much more normal there. She looks like she's oh, aged she looks appropriately. fine there. Yeah, she looks yeah, great she there. She looks fine there. She looks much better. But dude, what's with that eye? What's that eye doing? But how much of that has been photoshopped? Yeah, so I'm wondering, like, yeah, because it's People Magazine. Like, I'm wondering, is is that really indicative of what she looks like, or is like, are we seeing something that's been faked or done up? Like, well, there she okay. is again. So that's not. Oh, bad. she looks great there. Yeah, she looks good. She looks good. She, I so mean, what's she's aged one shot. I see. Look how cute she. I think she's cute as a button. Say by the way. So, yeah. Um. I don't know, man. She did like some weird skin shit, like some weird bleaching thing. I think she just, she just took that whole Michael Jackson routine and just ran with it, <laughs> and was like, "I'm going, I'm going hard in the paint on this," and committed to it a little too much. She did the whole um. What's his name? Uh. Oh yeah, this guy. Hold on. I know I'm like pulling up a lot of shit, but. Dude, good. have it's you nostalgic? People need to hear what our life was like in the '90s. Well, this this dude. Have you seen Sammy Sosa? No. You know the baseball player? Yeah, he's white now. What? Sammy Sosa is a hundred percent white. He's a white guy. You ready for this, yeah. dude? You're gonna fucking shit your dick when I show you this. Sammy Sosa is legitimately a white guy now. Hold on, hang tight. Check this shit out. Whoa. Whoa. Isn't that crazy? Normal. What happened? Like someone just looks like, like what is that? What is going on here? And this is him so now. For you, so for any of you who can't see this, I just, I'll just run it through in cigar terms. Sammy Sosa used to be a Maduro. Yes. Um, And then he turned into a Colorado. Yeah. Maybe a Rosado. Yeah. And then... And then he turned into a straight Connecticut, light shade Connecticut. That is, that is very true. That's exactly what happened. Isn't that wild, dude? Then he look is fucking creepy. And he looks, yeah, like, I mean, like every picture now, he looks exactly like that, that, that. There's nothing done up there. That's exactly what he looks like all the time now. It's really striking. It's breathtaking when you see it. Hey, Corey, did you, did you hear about Sammy next door? Sammy, I... <laughs> Apparently, someone went over to clean his house for him, and they caught him in a bath of peroxide. Oh, you want you want to <laughs> you want to see the best Sammy Sosa picture? Bleaching his skin with peroxide, dude. You're gonna laugh your ass off. <laughs> oh, Hold boy. on, dude. You're seriously gonna fucking die. Let me get this pulled up real quick, dude. This is the funniest. This is the funniest picture I think I've ever seen. 
Like no I'm <laughs> all right. Here we go. <laughs> Wait, is that his wife? I, I think so. I don't know. Look at the person that commented. Right, not the Sammy I remember. <laughs> I remember. I remember being a little darker. <laughs> Looks like a root tootin' tootin' good time. <laughs> He's for sure. Yeah, it says Sammy Sosa is getting married, and here's his engagement photo. There you go. He for sure wants to be white. Yeah, he's trying desperately. Yeah, I mean, he's bleached his skin numerous amounts of times, and he looks, he's like a white guy now. He looks white. There's got to be some deep-rooted issues there with family. Of course there is. Of course. God, yeah, you don't just don't do that shit, like, for no reason. One day, you just go like, oh, I'm going to turn white. I'm just going to be white for the hell of it. It's like, dude, that's some deep-seated shit. Anyway. The only thing... The only thing people would be okay with bleaching is your butthole. I mean, that's the only thing you should be okay with bleaching. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. There's nothing else that needs to be bleached. Yeah, you should only be okay with bleaching your butthole. Yeah. Um, We got a review today. Um, And I will preface this. We're doing a review on a cigar, and we're past the point now where there's any sort of intrigue. The person who created the cigar is responsible for it was supposed to be on the podcast two weeks ago. Um, They were on the podcast for about three seconds. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, they sound like they were with a bus full of people, which was... Sound like a good time. It sounded like they were having fun. They sound like they were in like a limo or like a van. It sounded like a fucking party, which is all good. Um, and um, so said person hangs up because it was really loud. I was like, wow, it's really loud. And they hang up, text me and says, hey, um, can can we do this in like 30 minutes? I, or he said, hey, I'm going to try to get to another car, a quieter place so we can do this. And I said, no worries. And we were, Chris and I were just kind of hanging out even though the time was ticking. Chris had um, other obligations in the evening that he had to attend. So, you know, time is running out. And I was like, ah, fuck, where is he? Where is he? Where is he? And then uh, he hits me up again. And he's just like, hey, um, it's going to be like 30 minutes before I can get somewhere quiet so we can do this. And then he was like, is that cool? And then I responded. And I was like, that's not cool because we got to go and uh he's like oh man i'm really sorry like this sucks like i apologize the whole thing i said no worries we always have a backup plan which we do because i'm smart and i should i know shit happens so we go to plan b and i text him later and i said hey let's try to reconvene next week and then we'll do the podcast next week and he just ghosted me he's just been gone and who am i talking about i'm talking about x nfl (laughs) x nfl safety Pro Bowl safety in 2007, Ken Hamlin. Yes, I've been talking to Ken Hamlin back and forth. Yes, he created a cigar called The Arrival with the La Aurora Factory and the folks over there. Um, yes, he was supposed to be on the podcast. Yes, he was on it for about three seconds and uh, then just disappeared. And he just, he, now he's, he's vanished. He's vanished. Hey. And you know what? Here's the thing. <laughs> I'm going to state it now. This is my world, right? I'm not an NFL player. I don't play football. But I know a lot about cigars, so this is my world. You're in (laughs) my world, Ken Hamlin. This is the world I live in. This is where I have my influence. So what I didn't do was I didn't follow up. And why didn't I follow up? Because you're the one that ghosted us, and you're the one that was late to the podcast. So this is where we're at. And I'm not going to follow up, Ken Hamlin. not going to do it. He was late to the terminal, and he had an early departure. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah which is so funny because the cigar is called the arrival <laughs> and an ironic twist um to the whole thing yeah no i mean there's there's no i mean i'm not upset about i you know what no i am upset about i am upset about it because i was looking very much forward to it i mean like i was introduced to him by a guy that i met years ago who's an ex-nfl player and he texts me and hit me up and he goes hey I've got a, a package full of these cigars from a buddy of mine, Ken Hamlin. And I was like, oh, dope. I was like, I've seen these cigars. I know they just came out. And he's like, I'll send them to you, do a review on them. And by the way, I'll text you his number and, and I'll get in like a text message chain and introduce. And then you guys can take it from there, which is exactly what we did. Text him back and forth. And he was like, yeah, this date works good. I'd love to be on the podcast. The whole thing goes, I'm turning 42. So it'll be like a really cool thing. Cause it's my 40th birthday, like two days before we'll be on. He was like, it'd be a lot of fun. Can't wait. Whole thing, you know, very gracious and so on. And then it just died on the vine. Then it just went away. And, uh, I am disappointed. I am disappointed because I was really like, to me, it's not even so much like, is that going to garner a lot of attention from the cigar community? Maybe. Maybe it would, maybe the interview would, but that wasn't, dude, 
had the opportunity to talk to an ex-NFL pro bowler, like that was exciting to me. And Ken Hamlin created the dream and then killed it all at the same time. It's like, you know, what what else am I supposed to do? What am, I mean, am I supposed to be happy about it? I don't think so. I shouldn't be happy. Should I be happy about it? I don't think I should be happy about it. I think I should be upset about it. And I am upset about it. So that's where I'm at. That's where I'm at. Is he going to hear this? Maybe. He'll probably <laughs> listen to the breakdown of the cigar. And I'm telling you, you didn't score yourself any fucking bonus points, Ken Hamlin, in terms of reviewing this thing. I'll tell you that right now. You scored no bonus points at all. <laughs> Worth the price paid? Probably not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's some definitely hurt feelings here. I'm just disappointed. I'm not mad. I'm not angry. I'm disappointed. Oh, that's the worst. <laughs> you tell someone you're disappointed. I'll make sure that I clip this particular part and tag him in it. <laughs> so he knows. You know he's going to be on the show now. <laughs> and you know I'm a petty motherfucker too. There was another person. Um, There was another person in the industry who's been in the industry for a long time. You know who you are. Um, I don't think they listen to the podcast, but uh, they wanted to be on the show and I scheduled everything with their assistant got on the show, put it on the calendar. And I'm really diligent and good about setting reminders. Like I'll send you a reminder in text. I'll send you a reminder in email. Hey, by the way, this is coming up in two days. Are you still good with this time? Like I'm very, I've got this shit down, dude. We've done, uh, this is 184 episodes. We fucking figured this out, right? Yeah. Didn't hear a goddamn peep. <laughs> Person doesn't show up to the show and then ends up texting me a week later and was like, oh, I'm really sorry, blah, blah, blah. And then I was just like, yeah, no, nah, I don't really want to have you on now. <laughs> that was pretty much just ended there. I was like, no, nah, I'm good. I'm good for I'm good for the time being. And we had lined up, um, it was right around the time we lined up the uh, the interview with Matt Booth. Um, it wasn't instead of that, but like Matt was the next week. And I was like, no, nah, I'm just gonna ride this other train. And and you know, you don't you don't get the exposure now. You don't get the exposure because you fucked up. You fucked up. And I shouldn't have to send an email and I shouldn't have to send a text message and I shouldn't have to fucking call you, be a grown adult and be responsible for your time. That's all I'm saying. Well, you know, I hope that none of you uh, harass Ben Camplin. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we're not encouraging that type of behavior, but we are at least allowing Corey to express himself in a positive because feelings matter. This is a non-judgmental space. Right. Safe space. And he's allowed to feel what he's feeling. Now, what I am going to do is I'm going to post Ken Hamlin's number up on this episode on YouTube so you can text him (laughs) and harass him. His number is. (laughs) How fucked up would that be? (laughs) People were like, you're a, piece of, you're a real piece of shit, dude. <laughs> Excuse me, who is this? Dude, I heard you fucking just ghosted the hot ticket, guys. You're a real fuck face. <laughs> God, so that, it would be so great. Yeah, no hard feelings, but a lot of hard feelings. Um, all right, so what we are doing today is I felt that because we had this connection and um, wanted to have this interview, but this guy who's like, energized and ready to go in the cigar world comes out with his first cigar in 2020 right at towards the end of the year called the arrival I was like okay well we'll take this time to to break down this cigar we think that's fair right so um and that's exactly what we're going to do so today we are reviewing the arrival by Ken Hamlin and La Aurora absolutely (laughs) did you play a thing nope but I've got dog (laughs) barking Oh, okay. So it's the mute thing. Okay, gotcha. I was like, what? What was that? It was just like a quick flash of something. Um, so uh, we are going to do this based upon our new rating system, which is doesn't differ too much from the old rating system, but um, it is uh, in terms of score is a bit different and will be represented on the website. By the way, you can see on your reviews on the website, I've got a whole bunch to load in. So Chris, you're gonna have to get with the graphics coming up because I've got a lot to post. I think I've like seven or eight to throw up there. So damn, I've been really hustling. You're on a reviews. busy boy. I want I want that hundred this year, man. I want to get to yeah. hundred. So um, yeah. yeah, as much as we can put out is what I want to do. So this will be one that goes up. Um, all right, let's get into it, shall we? Hold on, this is a new review. People oh yeah, you've got to tell people. People are not familiar with this totally hey, new. How dare I? How dare approach I? Approach to reviews. Right. 
So I'll just fill it oh, in. Chris, by the way, order. did you notice before we get into it? Um, did you notice uh, what I did in the background with the colors? It's yellow and blue for the cigar. Yep. Isn't that cool? I'm going to do that going forward. That I thought is that clever. Was, I thought it was pretty clever and neat. So anyway. Yeah. I like that. I like that approach. Continue. That's that. That's cool. So for any of you who are new here and those who have been around for a long time, I want to give you the skinny. All right. And this is more of a safety thing so that you understand what we're talking about here. So so really what it, what it boils down to is each cigar review is broken down into three main categories, people. Construction, burn, and flavor. Simple enough. Nothing's changed there. To throw in a little extra kicker, we see if the cigar is worth the price for a possible bonus or deduction. I would really love to give negative 5% to these really high-priced cigars if, if, if it, you know, possible, but T-shirt. Anyways, and then we finally, we, we average out our individual scores between my, my brother and myself, giving you guys our final score and recommendation. Now, I say that all that say this, nothing's changed other than we're giving you the score again. Right. That's it. That's it. We're giving you the final score and we'll give you the recommendation. We're giving it to you together. Now that we now that we all have arrived here, right. It's time to see how this one breaks down. Yep, and here we go. This is the arrival <laughs> by La Aurora and Ken Hamlin. This came to us at the end of 2020. It is a uh, Bosa Nicaraguan wrapper, Dominican binder, and a really healthy combination of fillers, Dominican, Brazilian, and Nicaraguan. So uh, you would think based upon the profile of the cigar, there's going to be some added complexity to it just based upon um, what each one of those um, uh, filler types can bring in terms of flavor. So we'll see if that actually um, helps or hurts the cigar. We smoked it in a Robusto 5x50. Now, this cigar comes in at a $10 price point. Um, this hovers, it's weird for me because we talked about this before, and this is something that we'll, we'll certainly talk about once we articulate what our feelings are about the cigar, but one of the things that I'm, I'm always cautious of are like new brands bringing cigars to the market at an elevated price point, point. and I'm not saying $10 is that, but it's certainly a little above the average for any traditional Robusto, specifically one created by someone who's never done anything with cigars before. It's just something to think about as we get into it. But we all articulate in our own way whether or not we think it's worth that price. Yeah, for sure. Um, I don't want to get too much in the backstory of this just in case um, Ken Hamlin does decide that he feels a high level of guilt and wants to come on the podcast. Um, and you want, we want you to feel that guilt, yeah, Ken I Hamlin. Yeah, I definitely want him to feel guilty. And it's weird because I'm talking shit about a guy who could literally kill me. I mean, he could literally, like, he could probably flick me in the forehead and concuss me. I mean, he's a literal monster. So, you know, how how far do I want to take this? I don't Listen, know. I don't know, but I'll fight you. To, I'll fight him. He might be able to cover 100 yards, but he can't cover over 1,000 miles. You know what I'm saying, bro? That's Come true. get me. I mean, he Come probably, get me. He probably could find me. Um, yeah, so I don't want to get too much in the backstory, but, um, uh, Ken Hamlin, an avid cigar smoker decided to create his own cigar. Um, and and there's, there's some certain, there's things that I like about what this cigar represents and I'll get that into when I kind of get into my final summary. Um, so let's start with, as we always do construction, Chris, what did you think about the construction over on this cigar? I thought the construction was pretty, pretty dang nice. I mean, it's a great milk chocolatey looking wrapper. Um, with some black thin veins almost running through it on that wrapper. Um, it had a slightly rugged texture, slightly oily sheen. Don't really care for the label, not to say that that is indicative of what if a cigar is good or not, but I feel like the label is just like bleh. Terrible but, label. Horrible. Horrific label. Do better, Ken um, Hamlin. But that Do said, better. the cigar itself, very well constructed. I saw right. no visible issues with it whatsoever. And I thought it was pretty, pretty dang good. Yeah, mine was blemish free. The only thing that I really didn't like, I mean, and it's just kind of a lazy component of it's like, okay, if you're going to place a cap, place it in the center of the fucking goddamn cigar. Place it in the center at the top. This dude, it was like lopsided. It's it's like it's like the fucking cap and like the the head of the cigar had Bell's palsy. I'm like, why is it drippy? It just looks so, like a drippy cap. So if I was a cigar people, for those of you watching the show, right? right. My hat is the cap right okay and donger would probably put this better for you because he's he's all about kind of telling you guys how it is and tips and tricks but when it's like this 
Right. It's exactly what it looked like. It looked like my cigar was wearing a beret, which I don't. (laughs) Um, Yeah. yeah. So that, you know, it's it's just like a lazy component to it. But I thought the color was really cool. It's like that milk chocolate brown kind of a satin sheen. I agree with you in terms like oil. It's like it's a lot of oil, but not like overly apparent. Right. It's just kind of like a nice, smooth little satin sheen to it. I said overall, the construction was pretty good. What do you think about the burn? Um, honestly, it was a good one-two puffer for me. Like we talk about good smoke production, right? Mm-hmm. And I think having it be a robusto, that you tend to have better smoking experiences anyway. But it was like a one-two puffer, man. It, great smoke production right out the gates. Moderately consistent burn. I had a little couple runs here and there, but nothing really to be like need some corrections or anything like that. Right. Um, and. The ash was nice. Like, it was a pretty well-packed cigar, too. There's a lot of meat in that cigar. And the yeah. fact that it drew as good as it did was re- was pleasant. It's real pleasant. Yeah, I so I had the same in terms of burn. Uh, and from a resistance perspective and a smoke production perspective, this is one of the better cigars I've had in a long time. Um, past five-minute hold test, no problem. I had one pit, one outage, and the final third of the cigar, which is actually not traditional for a Robusto. And I actually really haven't run into an outage in a long time. Um, I, I think I think people I think companies are getting better about that. I think they are really getting better about consistency in the production and quality. I think it really is. It it's been. It seems like in 2020 that was like a really apparent thing. It was very top of mind because I didn't have a lot of cigars like I usually have that presented some similar challenges of you know in recent years. Um, this one just happened to go out in, in the final third, which uh, caused a relight, um, but it had a really consistent burn line. So other than that pit and that outage, it was a really good smoke thought it was great yeah yeah so that brings us into our last category which is flavor and as i already stated before there's a lot going on in the cigar in terms of components and and i and i've said this before we talked about it before you you offer up a ton of different tobacco types within a cigar can either help or hurt it i think the more you introduce the higher likelihood that things are going to be a little off-putting right that it doesn't create a good sense of balance but if it's done right can make some of the most amazing scars you could ever have. So we got to see where this one falls. Chris, what did you think about the flavor overall? So right off the get-go, there was like a lot of flavors that came out for me, right? And the thing is probably because it is the melting pot of a cigar blend. (laughs) And some of the flavors I got from this were some really strong, bitter, woody flavors up front and very earthy uh, to the get-go. But what was crazy is it was almost like the bitterness was almost salty in a way. Um, which I really liked. I, you know, it doesn't happen all the time that I get kind of a saltiness. There's bitterness. Get don't be wrong, but like salty, that's different right. than saying bitter in my opinion. Yeah, agreed. And um, it had a nice kind of medium spice bo- like body to it. It's kind of medium, medium full. Um, but what's crazy is when it's like really heavy hits, I got some really, really sharp, bitter, salty like taste out of it. Um, but you know, halfway through, it kind of smoothed out. It never got creamy or sweet or anything like that to me, but it just smoothed out that some of that sharpness that I got from the bitters and it really just kind of mellowed out a bit, but it kind of stayed that way for the rest of the cigar. Honestly, it was a pretty enjoyable flavor. I thought it was pretty solid. Um, Not a whole lot of change ups, but the flavors I did get, especially up front, which kind of woke up my palate. I really liked them. I thought they were pretty solid. Yeah. I thought it was a good tasting cigar. I actually really enjoyed it um, for the most part. So it's got a lot of the wood. I do agree with you. It's bitter. There's a, an herbal component to it. It's very creamy. Very There's a fruit component to it as well. And I think a lot of that is indicative of all those different um, tobacco types that exist within the cigar. Although I didn't find it like strikingly complex. You know what I mean? Like I thought, I thought there was going to be a little bit more to it. Um, it was a little bit more even keeled than what I initially thought, um, with everything that's going on in it. Um, I thought it was, you know, I love Dominican cigars, although this has again, different types of tobacco in it. Um, but it wasn't the most appealing La Aurora that I've had. And, you know, I've said, I said earlier, you're paying $10 for this Robusto from not a new organization, but certainly new representation of that organization being Ken Hamlin and how well is it going to stack up? Is it going to be a great cigar? And I thought it was a good cigar. I really did. I thought I thought actually from um, 
from a flavor perspective was great. I wasn't wowed by anything, but it is consistent. It's very consistently good throughout. Like there's not anything, there's no changeups that cause me to go, Oh, I didn't really like that. Um, but it's not, they're not like overly profound flavors. I didn't think either. Um, I would like to see the cigar more in like the eight to $9 price range. Maybe we're splitting hairs at like that $10 range, but I think it's more appropriate, especially because it's a Robusto five by 50. Um, but I like it as like a first inception cigar from Ken Hamlin. I think it was done correctly. He went with an amazing factory. And the other thing I like about this cigar, and it's maybe a little less about the cigar and a little bit more about how it's represented. There's a lot of celebrities endorse cigars. You have La Herrera that's done um, the Carl Malone. You have Pichardo who's, doing, who's done stuff with, um, uh, what's his name, Tiago, whatever the fuck that dude's name is. Um, you have the Ray Lewis cigar. Like, there's a lot of you, the obviously the David Ortiz, the Big Poppy from El Artista. There's a lot of celebrity Dorson cigars. Uh, you even have that like Chad Johnson's got his own brand. Whatever the fuck he's doing with that. What I like about what this cigar is is more in Ken Hamlin's effort to make this cigar great as opposed to just like putting his name on it and hoping it sells in the market where a lot of those other people have taken their names and just said like, Hey, blend me a cigar. Don't give a fuck what it tastes like and just put it to market so we can all make some money. Ken Hamlin is traveling with his cigars and is part of this industry and is going to events representing at events. And he's pushing boxes like a fucking manufacturer sales rep would. And I like that kind of pursuit in business. I think it's cool that he stands behind his cigar in that kind of way, although he doesn't stand by his commitments to be on this podcast. <laughs> um, but I like what he does with his cigar, and I like that effort. And I and there's there's something to be said there. It's like he's pushing it hard. He believes in it. He's going to get other people to believe in it. And I think as a first go around, as a first cigar, it's a good cigar. I really actually enjoyed it a lot. Although I'm, it's not one that I'm going to reach for all the time. If I want that kind of like traditional Dominican flavor and flair that I used to really love, like I'd go back to the cigar and smoke it for sure. Yeah. It wasn't amazing pretty- by any stretch, but it was solid and I really enjoyed it. And again, I think it's a good first cigar that he has come out with and, and it's certainly going to sell if he keeps pushing it like he does. Um you know, I talked a little bit about for wonky cap structure and the outage, which course course is going to uh, um, go into point deductions. But I say overall, for just talking about flavor, I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, I I I, I share that sentiment because like the thing is is like I I think he's doing it for the right reasons. Yeah, he's making a cigar for the right reasons. Yeah, not because it's some play off his status, even though I know that could be valuable. Yeah. To getting something out to the masses, but yeah, no, he's pushing he's, it hard, which is great. Yeah, it sounds like he's doing it for the right reasons, making a cigar, not just yeah. like slapping his name on something. <laughs> yeah, I think and he's like, definitely. Guys, just, yeah, he's putting in the effort. He's backing up what he's created and and pushing out into the market. And I think that's pretty awesome. Yeah, that is cool. And and the real judges, I mean, it's it hasn't been out that long. But the real judges are going to be the consumers as a whole. You know, are consumers going to fall in love with the cigars? It or is it going to be like other people suggest celebrity cigars are? They're just out there with a name, and they're not really that great. You know, I they did the Carmelone, which was a La Aurora product, and I didn't like that cigar. I think the Arrival is way better than that cigar. The Ray Lewis Rocky Patel cigar, not great. This is way better than that. So you've blended a good product. Um, and you're representing it well in the marketplace. So I think, you know, two pluses, um, for a first initial go around. And I think he has a, I think he has a knack for flavor that probably a lot of other celebrities, cigar smokers don't. Yeah. And and I could, I could tell everybody more about what I know as far as his story and, and his entry into the world of cigars, but just in case he actually wants to fucking respond back to me (laughs) and set up a time to do the podcast, um, I'll, I'll reserve the opportunity for him to, to make those statements and to tell us the story. So I won't get into that now, but, um, let's get into the final part of the score. Chris, what did you think about the price? $10 uh, Robusta five by 50. I've already suggested I'd rather see this at an eight, $9 range, but I didn't say it was out of bounds. I think yeah. it's appropriate, but barely. I don't think it's out of bounds. It is on the high end of the scale, I think, for me when it comes to this particular cigar. I think ten is the the high end of of the range of acceptability. Right. Um. Anything more, I'd be like, yeah, I'm sorry, I'm not, I'm not. I don't think that's appropriate. 
right. from price. But I think I think I can I think I can walk away confidently, especially after smoking it. That yeah, I I'd, I'd, I could buy it for ten dollars and not really uh, have any uh, you know buyer's remorse. You're not gonna buyer's feel terrible. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Buyer's remorse. Like oh man, that was like supposed to give me a McDonald's cheeseburger. Yeah, you're like I totally got fucked on this thing. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree totally. So we both think the price is appropriate. Now let's get down to uh, let's get down to the score, Chris. What did you rate this cigar at? Listen, I had a 10 out of 10 construction. Beautiful construction, no issues there. Burn, I had zero issues. Passed whole tests, no corrections, no weird outages, nothing, right? And then the flavor, I gave it a 24 out of 30. That was pretty solid flavor. Pretty solid flavor. I liked it. It was, it was good. No uh, bonus or deductions on the score or the price of it. Mine is a 90%, which is a highly recommended cigar. Nice. Um, so I had some, obviously I said I had a little bit of a cap structure, which I actually, because it was wonky and it didn't really affect too much of the cigar, I only gave it a half point deduction on that. So 9.5 out of 10. Um, the burn overall, I had that one pit, one outage. That's minus one point deduction. That gives me a 19 out of 20. I thought the the flavor was pretty pleasant. I enjoyed it a lot. I gave it a 24 and a half, which gave me an overall score of an 88. So this is going to really average out to an 89. Yeah, as a final score, I think for That's a, not a bad score. first cigar, so it's a, it'll be a decent, decent smoke though. to try as a recommendation, and uh, as as a you know again an Inception cigar for Ken Hamlin um, on behalf of La Aurora. It's, it's that's pretty good. Yeah, I dig that it. Is a good and I think there's a lot of people who like those. I don't know, like the Dominican flavors aren't even mild; they're just different, right? So you're like talking about Nicaraguan puros and that flavor profile, which I could tell you what a Nicaraguan puro is every single time I fucking smoke it now because I'm so accustomed to them. It's got that Dominican flair. It's 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 got a little bit of that home base flair to it. So if you like those traditional Dominican flavors with a little bit of style to it, this is a good cigar to smoke. Yeah, I dig it. Cool. So average out of eighty nine. Um, Ken Hamlin, there you go. Um, take it for what it is. We're going to post it on the site. Feel free to read the review. I hope you listen to the podcast because if you do, you're certainly going to feel guilty. <laughs> you're going to yeah. feel like a real piece of shit. That's what you're going to feel like. You're going to feel like you fucked up. And guess what? You done fucked up. You done and, fucked up. And because I don't have any alcohol or any cigars <laughs> to smoke and my anxiety's kicking in just due to my, my remorse and, and anxiety, I'm going to... Uh, uh, Chris going back to that fuzz <laughs> dude that's gonna be like a that's gonna be like the new drug on the market it's gonna be like it's gonna be like the next roofie and they're just gonna call it the fuzz because like the way you peel that shit out ugh, it's so I do gross. feel better now I could imagine that you get a sense of calm from that it brings you back to childhood man I get it you don't have to sell me on it I mean other than the fact that it's horrifically disgusting I understand. I understand the incessant need to want to do it. Yes. I used to be a thumb sucker. Like I, as much as you ate fuzz, as much as my thumb was in my mouth when I was a fucking child. So I yeah. get it. I get that addiction thing, which is really kind of weird because when you think about it, I'm not really addicted to anything later in life. Like maybe I, I kind of curb that early on in life. But you think when you have that kind of addiction, like to the point where remember mom used to tape up my thumbs. She used to put like like duct tape and wrap my thumb bitter stuff too yeah and put like really nasty shit so i stopped sucking my thumb because my teeth my teeth were essentially like at hitler stands pretty much at like all times your your teeth were like as if a small grenade went off in your mouth (laughs) and blew out the teeth that's what my teeth but look at these look at these bastards now yeah they look great they're great i got got a great set of chompers on me now um, yeah, it was, it was kind of weird, wasn't it? It was so like you had the fuzz addiction and I had the thumb sucking addiction, which like mom couldn't curb either one of them for a really long time, you know, tried and tried and tried. And it was just like, for sure we were going to be alcoholics at the least as we got older or drug addicts, neither, literally nothing, nothing. Yep. I'm not addicted to anything. Yep. It's weird. I'm actually very strong willed for the most yeah. part. Like I don't, I don't succumb to peer pressure or anything like that. It's like, it's weird how like back then. You know, it's just like, couldn't get my fucking thumb out of my mouth and you couldn't get fuzz out of your face. And somehow as we're older, it's like, meh, I don't need anything. I have no vices. It was really embarrassing in school when I had already picked all the fuzz out of the legs and the in the butt side of my pants. And that the only place I could get fuzz was in my crotch. So I always looked like I was playing with my dick. <laughs> and the best part is like your wiener is like touching it. And you're like you're eating your own wiener. <laughs> 
That's great. That's so gross. Um, anyway, let's wrap this shit up. I got to hit the cheesecake factory up. Okay. Um, alrighty. So I fucked up last episode. I thought it was 184, but this is 184. So like literally on the episode, I was like 184 and I put 184 everywhere. It was 183. Last one was 183. This is 184. I done fucked up. That's like the first time I've ever done that too, which is weird. I don't know why that was in my head, but, um, this will conclude episode 184. We'll be back at you guys next week with episode. Oh, wait. Never mind, can't conclude it yet. Forgot to talk about our show sponsor, My Cigar Pack. Holy shit. Uh, new subscription coming out this month. We're in February now, so if you are subscribed, you're going to get your new pack soon. I don't know what's in them, so I can't talk about it yet. Next week, I'll probably be able to talk about it. I think USPS is kind of like, like finally caught up because a lot of people are getting delayed shipments all over across the United States. And I know mine from My Cigar Pack came like three weeks late because USPS just fucking lost it. Yeah. Finally got here last week was, uh, or last, last month was the Caldwell takeover. I've smoked some of those Caldwell cigars. Ones I haven't had for a while, like the Anastasia dude. Holy fuck. That was good. I had not smoked that cigar in literally forever. And I thought it was fantastic. So I smoked that one, smoked some of the lost and found stuff. They did a factory direct takeover as well. Those cigars are really good. Shockingly good. Um, as good as the donger. No, not even close, but they're really good. Um, so you can check my cigar pack out. Um, our promo code is back hot 10 at checkout for $10 off your first pack. Also visit our website. We've got our new reviews up. We're going to be sprinkling reviews in here over the next week, probably release like three next week, may even do one this week and another three next week. I'm just fucking rolling. I'm steamrolling these reviews. So you can check out our new format, uh, on reviews out on the website, www.hotticketweekly.com. Love it. Now we are good to go. That will conclude episode 184. We'll be back at you next week with episode 185. See everyone. Bye. Thanks, everybody, for listening to this episode of the podcast. We greatly appreciate it. Let me tell you how you can get a hold of us. You can get a hold of myself at the Hot Ticket Pod on Instagram. You can get a hold of Chris at Hot Ticket Chris on Instagram as well. You can find this podcast. It is available all over the place. You can find it on Apple Music, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and more. And you can find the podcast available on video on YouTube. Look up The Hot Ticket Weekly on YouTube, and you can watch all the fun happen before your eyes. Thanks, everybody, for listening to this episode. And as always, please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes if you could. And check out our show sponsor, My Cigar Pack, at www.mycigarpack.com. Again, thanks for listening. We'll be back at you next week.